0: Can you really become the Google of your niche? Find out today as we learn how to build our personal brands online. All right, Jeremy Rolls, are you ready? Let's go! Hey everybody, Ryan Roten here, and this is the Brand New You Podcast, where we explore how to use personal branding and social media to impact your career. No need to look any further, you found the podcast dedicated to helping you create a brand new you. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the brand new You Show. As you know, I'm Ryan Roten, your host, and today I'm going to bring you a solo show about building your personal brand online. I spoke just this past weekend at WordCamp Dayton. For those of you who don't know, WordCamps are conferences that are all about WordPress. The attendees range from complete and total beginners to more experienced users of the platform. So, regardless of where you are in your personal brand journey, You'll find great information and connections at a WordCamp that will help you move forward. I want to send a special thanks out to the organizers of WordCamp Dayton, as well as a special shout out to Dustin Hartzler and Adam Silver. Now, after I finished presenting, I had many people come up to me, thank me and compliment me on the presentation. The presentation was called Building Your Personal Brand with WordPress, but I probably should have called it Building Your Personal Brand Online because I covered a lot more than just WordPress. The presentation was so well-received that I felt like it needed to be shared here with the Brand New You community. So here we go. If you and I didn't know each other, and instead of meeting in a big room at a conference, and you and I were gonna meet one-on-one, what would you do to learn more about me? Where would you go? Where would you look? And just like the majority of the people who were in the room with me, you probably answered to yourself that you would go and check out Google. And that's what most people would do. Google has become a resource for us for everything. From directions to where to eat, to what clothes to wear, to what phones to buy. Google is a tremendous resource that we all count on and rely on for many different things. It's estimated that there are 3.5 billion, and that's billion with a B, Google searches every day. Think about that. 3.5 billion. And with that many searches taking place every day, it's highly possible that there is someone out there who is searching for information about you. And that person could be potential boyfriends, potential girlfriend, an employer, a recruiter, or maybe if you come from a family like mine, it might even be your mom. And the reality is, is that what people find out about you online, it very quickly becomes their perception. And in their mind, that perception is reality. And depending upon what they find, that perception can either cost you opportunities or it can gain you opportunities. It just depends on whether or not you're taking the time to manage it. Late last year, a survey came out from a company named Jobvite. Jobvite is a software company that sells its services to recruiters and HR departments worldwide. And in the survey they sent out to all their customers, they found that 93% of the recruiters they talk to check your online profile before they ever give you a call. That means that if you get the call, good, you pass the test. But if you don't get the call, you won't know that you were skipped over because recruiters are now checking before they give you a call. In another survey conducted by LinkedIn, it found that 70% of the employers it surveyed have actually rejected a job candidate because of the information that they found online about that person. 70%. That's 7 out of 10 of you listening to this podcast right now. So you see, what you post online is important and it matters. And it creates the basis for the perception that people will have about you after they search for your name in Google. Now, on the flip side, that same LinkedIn survey found that 85% of employers said that a positive online reputation will actually influence their hiring decisions. So that's nearly nine out of 10 of you now. If you're taking the time and you're putting forth and paying attention to your online reputation, you now are going to be given opportunities. Now, three years ago, I think most of you know this by now, but I searched for myself on Google for the very first time. And what I found surprised me. One, I didn't show up at all on page one of the Google results. I didn't show up on page two. In fact, I didn't show up until page three of the Google search results. And guess where I was on page three? I believe I was in slot eight or nine. And what you found about me then was what I had for lunch on a specific day when a supplier I was visiting decided to buy lunch for everybody and they had apparently ordered the food online. And that's still out there and it's searchable. But that was it. That was all that was found about me. Nothing else. Ask yourself, how many of you now, when you search for something on Google, how many of you actually go past page one? Probably none of you, right? I mean, I was invisible as far as Google was concerned. Now, the other thing that really bothered me was that I discovered that I was not the only Ryan Roten in the world. In fact, there's four of us. And out of those four, one of them, the one that appeared on the first page of Google four times, was actually a criminal. And he had just been arrested again for selling drugs. So I knew I needed to overcome this negative online persona. So I, need, I knew I needed to do something. I had to, I had to rank ahead of these guys because I was virtually invisible as far as Google was concerned. I needed to be able to stand out and I needed to be able to become visible. Now, for many of us, that means that we're going to start our own personal website. And what I recommend is that you start that website using WordPress. Just the act of having your own personal website can set you apart. In a survey that was conducted by branded.me and the .me registry that came out just in February of 2015. They talked to 15,000 LinkedIn professionals and found that only 4% of them have a website. 4%. Just the mere act of you having a website puts you way above your competition. So if that's true, why don't more people do it? So that's why I always recommend that whenever somebody is going to get online and they're going to create their own website, you need to go out and purchase your name, not your name.com, but your actual first name and last name. Just like I have ryanroten.com, you need to go purchase yourname.com. Because what people fail to realize is that when you type your name into the Google search box, your name just became a keyword. And that keyword is what Google uses to go search the internet, to find and collect and display information about you. And so by using your name in the Google search box and using your name as a keyword, it's gonna help you be found the next time somebody searches for you. Now there's two tools I recommend to help you understand where your name is being used online. One is called Noam and the other is called Name Check. To use these tools, you simply type your name into the box and you hit enter. And they will go out and search all the popular blogging platforms and the social media platforms to see where your name is in use and where it's available. And just because it's available doesn't mean you want to run out and go grab it. In fact, we're going to be very strategic about how and where we use our name in both social media and within blogs. And I'll talk more about that here in a minute. Now, just buying your domain is not enough. You now also need to create content. You have to be able to put something online that others can see and reference so that you can build, begin to build your brand. Now, why would you want to create content? It's simple. It goes back to what we said before. Branding is all about perceptions and content, the content you create specifically, can help manage those perceptions. Now, for those first starting out, it's very common for them to immediately hit a roadblock and begin to ask, oh my gosh, I hear you say I need to create content, Ryan, but I have no idea what to create content about. So I have three suggestions for those of you who might find yourself in that position. First, ask yourself, what are your hobbies? What do you do with your spare time? What do you do on the nights? What do you do in the weekends? What books do you read? What websites do you visit? Where do you spend your time in the margins of your life? You see, when I first started blogging, I blogged about woodworking. And the reason I blogged about woodworking is because that's what I did. I did a lot of it. And I would blog about the tools I was using, the furniture I was making, and even what I would do with the sawdust when I was finished. But I would take the time to blog about that because it was my hobby. Now, I've since moved on and I've archived all those blog posts, but they are still available on my WordPress site. Just none of you will be able to see it. Now, another thing that you can blog about, and this takes a little bit of practice on your part, but stop and pay attention next week. And even today, what do people ask you about? And I don't mean things like, where are the restrooms? I mean, different things, things that they come to you for knowledge about. So for example, in my case, when I started to pay attention, I noticed that people were asking me about personal branding. They were asking me about career advice, and they were asking me about how to build websites. And hopefully when you've searched for me on Google, You have found that those are the three things that I talk about because that's what people were asking me about. Now, the last thing you can start your blog on is what do you want to be known for? Although I give a word of caution with this one. This one needs to be based in reality. You can't just say, I want to be known as a rock star, put on a wig and an air guitar, take pictures of yourself and create a website and have people think that you're a rock star. It's just not going to work because it's not reality. So you need to stop and think, where are you today? And what are the things that you want to be known for tomorrow? And those are the things that you need to blog about. So for example, for me, my day job, I fill out Microsoft Project and Excel spreadsheets. But that's not really what I want to be known for. What I want to be known for is the guy who helps you understand how to use personal branding and social media to advance your career. And hopefully through my blog and my podcast, you see that that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm blogging and creating content about what I want to be known for. And you can do the exact same thing. Now, it used to be that just blogging and putting out content, well, that was good enough. You could do your long form content and life would be good. Google will rank you just for doing that. But I came across an interesting quote from Gary Vaynerchuk in a book that I'm reading called Stand Out by Dory Clark. And in this quote, Gary says, It's not good enough anymore to just produce long form content. You now have to put micro content out to drive awareness to it. And what Gary's basically saying is, is that you can blog all day long, but if nobody knows you're doing it, it's going to take you a really long time to build an audience. So you need to draw people's attention to your content. So think of it this way. Your blog is your home site. Your content is a boomerang. You're going to take that boomerang and you're going to send it out into the world of social media in the form of micro content. And your goal with this micro content, just like a boomerang is to go out and touch all the different social media platforms and have that boomerang come back to you, come back to your home base, come back to your WordPress site. And as that boomerang is out in the social media sphere, it's drawing attention and creating awareness to your brand and it's bringing it back to your WordPress site. Now, before you just dive into the world of social media. I'm going to say first, we need a strategy. And that strategy is going to consist of creating content, which we've already talked about, but it's also going to consist of curating content. And when I say curating, what I mean is simply the process of collecting, organizing, and displaying information that's relevant to a particular topic or area of interest. Now ask yourself, Who is the single biggest and best content curator that the world has ever known? And yes, museums are content curators and so are libraries. But this particular content curator, its job, its sole purpose in life is to curate the content of everything in the world. And of course, I'm talking about Google. That's exactly what Google does. Google goes out and collects and organizes and then displays information on the keywords that particular topic or area of interest that you type into its search bar. And again, that could be information about lawnmowers. That could be information about snowblowers. That could be information about you. Regardless, Google's job is to curate the content on those keywords and display it for all to see. And you need to be the Google of your subject matter, your particular topic or area of interest. Now, why do you want to curate content? Simple because you want to become a resource. You want to provide helpful tips to your customers, to your social followers, things that people will appreciate. Content curation helps to position you as a thought leader. And it also shows that you value others in your industry and people will begin to look at you as a go-to resource, just like you look to Google for information about virtually anything. Now, another word of caution before we get into the social media space is to always remember. That social media is a conversation. It's not a conversion. People who use social media as a conversion, they're easy to see because all their posts, all their tweets, all their Facebook ads, they're all me, 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 me. And that's not what social media is, is about. Otherwise, it would be called me media. Social media is about you, 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 me. You, 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 me. You, 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 me. It's about sharing more of other people's content than you do share of yourself. And what you do share of yourself is going to be that micro content that goes out on your social media sites to drive awareness to your brand and hopefully traffic to your blog posts. Now, because the world of social media is so big and there are so many platforms and options available to you, I'm going to tell you that to be successful, you need two things. You need to be focused and you need to be consistent. When you go to name check, you're going to see a bunch of returns that are all going to be green, meaning it's available and you can use it. But don't let that fool you. Just because it's green doesn't mean that you need to go own that platform. In fact, the only platforms you really should own are the platforms where your audience resides. If your audience isn't on that platform, you shouldn't be either. So narrow down your social media choices to the vital few, and be consistent on your posting and your updating on all those platforms. Now, if this sounds like a lot of work, it really is. However, fortunately for you and I, we have this wonderful tool that exists on the internet called If This Then That. And what If This Then That does is it basically says that, hey, if an event happens over here on the left, then I want that action to take place on the right. So in my case, what I have for my event is a Feedly blog reader, which is actually just a blog or content curator that pulls in new blog posts from different blogs that I follow. So my event is if a new blog post gets published on any one of the websites that I'm following, then I want if this, then that, to send to my Buffer queue the title of the post and a link to it. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with Buffer, Buffer is basically a queue to help you schedule tweets throughout the course of the day. Now, when you set up Feedly, you're going to create categories. And within each of those categories, you can add to it websites that you want to follow. You then use if this, then that to create what's known as a recipe, which basically says, again, When this event happens, I want that action to take place. And those recipes send tweets to my buffer queue. And then every day I go into my buffer queue and I click on the link for the latest blog post. I quickly scan it and I ask myself, is this going to be valuable to my audience? Is this going to be valuable to the people who follow me? And if the answer is yes, then I take the time to tag the author of the article because I want to let them know that I appreciate their content. And then sometimes I might even add a note just to the author to let them know that I appreciated it. And then I will queue these tweets up to go out every hour throughout the course of a day. And for those of you who follow me on Twitter, you'll notice I use the you, 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 me philosophy, meaning I will share anywhere from three to five curated tweets from other people before I will share one for myself. And it's through this combination of creation and curation that you will begin to build an audience, you'll begin to grow awareness of your brand, and you'll begin to grow an online platform. And in my particular case, doing this for the last year or so has helped me consistently rank as the top five results for Google. I won't say all 10 On the first page, because some days it is and some days it's not. But I am consistently now found on the first page in results one through five, which is exactly what I wanted to do. Because the Ryan who showed up before on the first page of Google four times, he's not now found until the bottom of the second page and sometimes the third page. So I hope you found this helpful. This was the premise of my talk that I gave this past weekend, again at WordCamp Dayton. I will have the actual presentation linked up in the show notes, so you'll be able to take a look at that if you, to, if you want to download it and kind of listen to it as, as you play back this episode. And then also feel free to visit ryanroton.com forward slash Dayton, and you'll be able to have access to the same page of information that I gave to the people who were at my presentation. And that's it. I want to thank you for listening, listening in today. I'll be back with interviews in another week or so. And until then, I've been Ryan and I'm out. Hey folks, if you want to leverage your personal brand and become known in your field, you first need to become visible. To find out how visible you are, you need to take my 100% free online branding assessment. So head on over to ryanroden.com, click the orange start button to learn how visible you are today.